and I guess we're live. <clears throat> Pardon me. Pardon me. For I am a little horse. I'm a little horse in the throat. That's why I haven't done this thing in some time. Why I have uh, been putting it off for quite a while. I've come down with a little bit of a cold, a man cold, as my wife would call it. Um, but I only get sick like once a year. And when I do get sick, it's a, it's, it's a little bit of a hassle. So don't mind that. Anyway, um, got some things to talk about. Mostly CrossFit Level 2 certification trainer course, what have you, whatever kind of the verbiage they use, whatever the kind of verbiage they like to use. Uh, insert there. Um, so welcome to the podcast of everything. Gosh, that's not the name of it. The Singularity of Everything podcast. I should probably get the name of this thing right by now. I know, but this is the third episode. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, we're still ironing things out and stuff like that. And I equate this much to like a, um, you know, being an aspiring painter or being an aspiring artist of some kind or being an aspiring anything or, uh, you know, being a wannabe anything. Um, I am not a, uh, I'm not an, uh, an artist yet. I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm not, you know, there yet, but you know, people who are learning how to paint still have to paint. I mean, there's no way to learn how to podcast without podcasting. Um, so this is, this is my, um, this is my first attempt at doing so. <clears throat> my third attempt at doing so, but still working things out. I'm intentionally not wearing glasses simply because I don't really want to read uh, what's written on the um, what's written on the live stream, but only periodically. And but anyway, that is all intentional. And let me just get squared away here with this. I'm not watching myself, my, watching my own video here. I'm actually trying to figure out what kind of like the main idea, main concept, and topics are for this stuff. Now, this poses a unique challenge, 20% battery life. Great, uh, great iPhone battery life. Um, not exactly great or anything like that. So, basically what I wanted to just come on here and do and get, is give a, give a heads up and give a review of the L2. That's kind of kind of meat and potatoes of this thing, the CrossFit Level 2 trainer course. Um, and then we can dive off into some other things as well. <clears throat> Again, I apologize for my voice. I'm going to try to make sure that I get things straightened out with this white monster here um, and see if I can't <laughs> get my vocal cords back online. Mmm. Mmm. Hey, now. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so now that we, um, well, it didn't help much, but level two trainer course, great time, great weekend. Let me just put it that way. Now, I learned more. I learned more through the L2 weekend, absolutely, than I did during the L1. Um, it really focused on not just kind of what is CrossFit, what is the nine ascent, what are the nine essential movements, and what are like you know how to use the GHD or how to use you know the basics of basics like like what was L1. L2 was pretty much more or less like everybody there was already a coach and already has been a coach for quite some time. Uh, no newbies to CrossFit there. Um, I would say that there's nobody, there was nobody there that who has been doing CrossFit for less than two or three years. 
So it's pretty interesting being around a group of folks like that, uh, kind of, um, and and brainstorming and um, and coming up with a lot of a lot of new and fresh ideas, mainly from from the um, from the training staff there. But even some people were kind of like, you know, the uh, the participants in the class, the uh, the coaches were kind of asking questions to the staff and a lot of the questions they were kind of redirected to the crowd so that was interesting how we kind of like were inclined to answer our own questions uh, because <coughs> after all we're in this together right we're in this as a collective um, so anyway the L2 was focused on how to be a better coach right it didn't really go into explaining what more is you know, any more about what CrossFit is or what the nine essential movements are, but rather how to <clears throat> how to pull all of your knowledge or all of the knowledge that you have accumulated over the um, over the past few years or a few months or not months, but um, dozens of months or few up to a few years, even um, you know some people there close to you know um, I don't know maybe close to a decade um, at this point, what oh six. Was the yeah someone some of them probably close to a decade, um, but yeah how to uh, how to better communicate as a coach to the athlete, no matter their skill level, no matter where they are at in their training or something like that. So generally, you should be able to. Um, uh, there's one-on-one -on -one coaching, and there's the first day, more or less one-on-one -on -one coaching. Holy cow! Uh, 10% battery life already. That's amazingly fast. Um, I have this plugged in too, so I don't know why in the world this is not working. And I am, uh, for people who are listening to this on iTunes, I am referring to the live stream on Facebook. This is not working um, because it is just zapping my battery way too hard. I have it plugged in, but my iPhone does not want to cooperate, and that's fine. Like I said, most notably, this is live, fresh, real, and uncut. Um, and I don't really believe in the editing process too much. <coughs> Now that may change in the future. I may have a cough button. So when I do cough, you won't hear it. Um, but for right now, we're just going to roll with this. Um, anywho, where was I? I was talking about how it was in the sense of day one of the weekend, so the Saturday, was based on how to instruct somebody one-on-one -on -one and how to pick up on cue, how to pick up on faults in a movement and how to cue the person to move better. Now that's easy. We're all used to that um, as coaches and stuff like that. But the interesting part was, was day two and trying to coach a group of people. Now these are all, like I said, experienced athletes, but there was obviously some people with some slight, you know, um, their, uh, their fitness manifested itself into kind of different shapes and different forms, and we're all trying to kind of fit a perfect, like, textbook. In my case, it was an overhead squat that I was coaching on day two, the one that I was actually critiqued on, the movement, uh, uh, the one of the nine essential movements in CrossFit that I was critiqued on was the overhead squat. And um, so it really, you know, trying to trying to communicate to somebody on how to make the, their movement better isn't even the most challenging part. It's actually how to, how to position yourself 
to facilitate that into it actually working. Um, how to use uh, verbal, tactile, and visual cues, and how that kind of, what that looks like, and, and stuff like that. So there's kind of a, it's kind of procedurally based in the sense that once you, uh, you kind of lead a group into the movement, they recommended uh, <clears throat> do the movement without talking a few times from one angle, move 90 degrees, do it from the other angle, move another 90 degrees and go from the other angle. So a way it lets people see now uh, uh, around in the semicircle, which is how we had arranged the group in this particular setting, you know, a group of about five to six um, athletes, uh, it allows them to see the movement without any um, verbal context from the demonstrator, from the coach, or from uh, in this situation I'm talking about myself. Do the overhead squat, move to the side, do an overhead squat, move to the side. And potentially, like myself, I have a little bit of a, uh, a dysfunction, especially if I'm not properly warmed up and I'm not wearing my lifters and uh, I don't have the stars aligned and I don't have everything working in my favor, then the overhead squat with a PVC pipe kind of looks like dog shit. Um, so I just kind of made a, made a verbal distinction there with the, with the audience, with the uh, athlete pools around me saying that, hey, look, notice this about my movement that is, that is not optimal, but it's not necessarily a fault. I mean, it is a fault, you know, because my heels started to flicker off the ground and whatnot, and, and the overhead position, the, the PVC pipe was starting to come forward in my midline a little bit. But just letting them know um, that, hey, I don't move perfect. I don't claim that I know how to move perfect or that I ever will. Um, but I'm, I'm striving to achieve virtuosity much like everybody else. Um, and just kind of like, you know, state my role in this situation that it would be, I am the coach here and that I'm here to help you guys move better. And I recognize it, um, and recognize that I have shortcomings too. And that's kind of a humbling thing for a coach to do in it. And it, um, it's not, um. You know, it, I, I personally enjoy that about, about CrossFit. I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, you don't hold yourself in a high and mighty position, much like maybe like a boot camp. I'm making a grimacing face right now. A boot camp instructor, I know. A boot camp instructor uh, might be in front of people and be like a kind of an authoritative um, uh, figure, like a, maybe a, a militaristic uh, approach to things, which is not optimal at all. Um, but, you know, we hold ourselves to the standard that we expect from others. But, yeah, that's kind of like the long and short of it. But it was not a pass-fail situation. It was not a pass-fail situation like I was anticipating. Uh, but had it been, I don't think I'd have failed anyway. Like, it, it was fine. It worked out all right. Um, so, you know, we all took turns on the second day, at, towards the end of the second day, to... to um, to demonstrate one of the sec one of the nine movements that had we we had been given on day one, uh, to kind of research and freshen up on and make sure our, make sure everything's kind of in working order. That way, when we get kind of examined from the from the seminar staff there, um, that you know we know what we're talking about. We can we we know how to we know how to take what we've learned and apply it to the movement, and that way when we move them forward down the road, um, well get examined on it. 
great. We got examined on it and then um, critiqued on it. And then when we move on down the road, we have some kind of context and stuff like that. So great, great learning experience. Um, you know, my biggest fault that I had learned <clears throat> and that I was critiqued on on day two, what, incidentally, day, day one as well. I guess I didn't really um, uh, pick up on it very much on day one. I, I, I made some small adjustments, but it wasn't enough. I was being relentless in being a coach, uh, being relentless coaching movement. Um, I had a bad tendency of triaging, <clears throat> not a bad tendency of triaging. Triaging was great. I could, uh, and when I did, I did establish what the main fault was, say in a, in a, I don't know what, I don't remember what the movement was exactly on day one I'm talking about that I was critiqued on where there was some, um, there's midline fault, right? So the neutral spine was not so neutral. So we had to kind of fix that. And we did make some, and I did make some adjustments and we, we did some tactile cueing and some verbal cueing and got the, got the athlete in a better position. And then I immediately left that position and went on to, went, uh, went to a different place, went to trying to talk about the knees driving out. And that was a mistake on my part because the position had, had improved, but it hadn't been improved to the point to where it's going to be the best it can be for that day. And that's, that's generally what they're looking for. I mean, it, you know, we allow people to obviously be imperfect, but we expect them to be as optimal as that you can expect them to be on any given day. So that was pretty interesting. So a lot of things were learned, and I'm beginning to apply them every day. <clears throat> Not every day, because I don't really coach every day, because right now I'm still only coaching three days a week in um, Brattleboro in a, <clears throat> in a kind of commercial gym. And coach <laughs> a couple days here at my house. It varies um, based on the athlete's <clears throat> schedule. Not my own. Pretty much cater to them in their schedule, which is cool um, because I have a flexible lifestyle like that. Uh, so it helps everybody out. Helps everybody out. So what I kind of wanted to also talk about is that um, weightlifting versus powerlifting. Now, I don't know how many of you out there know the difference between weightlifting and powerlifting. And I just kind of like to think that the way I personally coached CrossFit, whether it be here or whether it be, you know, here at my house, here at my home gym, or whether it be in Brattleboro, is I like to have a kind of powerlifting first bias on fitness, uh, followed by conditioning with, with weightlifting sprinkled on top. You know, weightlifting is kind of being the, the icing on the cake. Um, whereas opposed to you look at the typical kind of CrossFit situation, at the typical gym, the typical CrossFit affiliate, CrossFit box, um, and they're gonna have, they're gonna have it be kind of polar opposite of that. They're gonna have, they're gonna place a big emphasis on uh, weightlifting or Metcon. I mean, you know, conditioning kind of first, but weightlifting is absolutely always gonna be above powerlifting in in every gym that you're gonna go to, and I and I cannot, um, I cannot really disagree with that any more than I do, because I, I believe that kind of the, the, not just the cornerstone of fitness, but actually the base or the foundation of the pyramid of fitness, think about fitness as being a pyramid, I believe that the bottom layer of that um, as being uh, powerlifting, 
and then you know above that would be conditioning, and above that would be you know weightlifting. Um, <clears throat> for the simple fact of strength and absolute strength, static strength in position, and, and having the capacity to maintain an ad, uh, an optimum position. Um, the best way to kind of do that is through powerlifting, I believe, and maintaining that neutral spine, maintaining that midline, um, you know, that slight S curvature of the spine. The best way you're going to be able to do that is through deadlifts. You're not going to, you're not going to get that through, through uh, hang squat cleans, or you're not going to be able to get that as, as efficiently as you are with a deadlift. You're not going to get that through, <clears throat> through any kind of other means more so the deadlift because the de deadlift is essentially trying to pull you off axis it's, you're actually loaded but you're slight off slightly off um, anteriorly because the obviously the weight your arms are hanging in front and you know you're off axis a little bit and the midlines mainly maintaining, maintaining that neutral spine and uh, you know keeping you upright and so you don't like you know what they call like the scared cat over you don't want to round your back too much obviously on the deadlift and it's the best way to do that. Now you can you can actually axillarily load your spine on from the, from the top. Um, obviously with a with a back squat, <coughs> and that's gonna that's gonna be able to not just resist flexion, but it's also gonna have an opportunity for your for your trunk to resist flexion and extension. Okay, so that's important. To, be able to, to kind of uh, burn the candle from both ends in that way. Um, now, you're not going to get it as good. You're not going to hit that as well on a clean and jerk or a snatch as you are on a power lift, like, uh, like either a back squat or a deadlift. Now, um, that would be, um, you know, that, that's kind of what I have to say about that. I mean, I believe that power lifting has has a stronger place in overall fitness than weightlifting does. The interesting part about that, though, is that weightlifting is so much more complex in the minutiae and the technique, and you are building weightlifting capacity does far more than build absolute strength. So it's interesting how you can't really say one's better than the other because, in a way, weightlifting... You can't even you can't be good at weightlifting without great technique, but you can be good at powerlifting with only good technique. If that kind of makes any sense, which it might not, but that's fine. Michael Schwartz, hey, what's up? Um, so that that's kind of what I'm thinking about with that. Um, <clears throat> is that weightlifting is far more technique driven? So if you have any holes in your games, there's really no escape from that in weightlifting because it's so much more dynamic. Um, you know, it is, it is kind of like more, it's more elegant in a way. So there, but there's a higher barrier of entry and it's much more challenging for an individual to be able to, let's say by his own or her own weight set and get, you know, put their nose to the grindstone and be able to be, have any kind of proficiency in a, in a clean and jerk or a snatch, especially a snatch. Um, they're gonna, they're gonna pretty much gonna require coaching to be great for sure. They're gonna require coaching to be great. And they're, they're gonna definitely want 
coaching to even be good because it requires so much, so much fluidity and so much precision, more so than, more so than powerlifting. Um, so again, let me just clarify for those of you who might have just been joining us, we're talking about the difference between weightlifting and powerlifting and the weightlifting events. Now we're not talking about bicep curls or anything like that, like you do in a, uh, in a run-of-the-mill commercial gym, Globo gym, uh, with, <clears throat> what I say, with, okay, so I'll just go weightlifting. Weightlifting is the snatch and the clean and jerk, or any kind of a breakdown of those, of those two movements um, would, be, would be considered like weightlifting or weightlifting practice, but there's only two movements in weightlifting, uh, the snatch and the clean and jerk. In powerlifting, there's, of course, the squat or the back squat, as CrossFitters like to call it, the back squat. There's only the back squat. So you just call it the squat. The squat, the bench press, and the deadlift. Um, so those, uh, those kind of five movements are the five movements um, in strength sports, really. Um, you know, all strength sports kind of revolve around those, uh, whether it be, you know, weightlifting, powerlifting, or strongman, or even... Uh, or even Highland Games, you know, those, those athletes also do, um, well, for sure, the power lifts, um, and probably some weightlifting as well, at least some entry-level or some, or some entry-level weightlifting, um, such things like power cleans, for instance, that don't require an incredible amount of technical proficiency, but they still build a lot of power. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I kind of feel like I'm over, all over the place here. But you kind of see what I'm saying is that what's good about weightlifting is there is such a high barrier of entry to even become proficient. So, or to even be able to fucking, to even be able to, you know, hold up at all. It requires quite a bit of proficiency and a lot of practice. Um, practice in your skill more so than even building strength. So, uh, <clears throat> results can be rather quick, and then they start to slow down quite a bit. Um, powerlifting, they don't slow down for quite, you know, your beginner progress and stuff like that. Does, they don't, it doesn't slow down for quite a ways or quite a long time down the road. But, you know, weightlifting, you can kind of uh, stutter and, and kind of come up short. That's why you really need coaching. And powerlifting, you just kind of need more pre-workout, more caffeine, uh, stuff like that. To get through workouts sometimes and just a little bit more uh, fire under your ass, a little bit more ammonia to huff, to huff <laughs> a little bit more nose torque uh, to snort, which I kind of feel like I need right now. But that's why I got coffee. So let me take a swig of this and I'll be right with you. <clears throat> and we're back. <laughs> but yeah, so what I like about weightlifting, what I, what I kind of find about weightlifting that I that I do and don't like is that there is a high barrier of entry and in powerlifting, not so much. Now what I mean? I say I do and don't like it is because, you know, <clears throat> I don't like it because it's not accept uh, accessible to everybody. So you're not going to be able to just kind of walk down the street and be able to ask somebody what their snatch is. Well, if you ask a lady what her snatch is, she's going to slap you across the face. You say, what the hell are you talking about? Um, Whereas she wouldn't with, with the deadlift. I mean, she, she might not know what the hell you're talking about, but she's not going to slap you across the face. But, geez, where was I going for that? So that so what I do like about it is there's a high barrier of entry. I don't like it, and I do like it. Gee whiz, I got off track right there. 
this is why we need a co-host, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is why we need a co-host. Somebody to kind of keep me, keep me honest and keep me uh, uh, going in the right direction because sometimes I start break off. Uh, but that's kind of the um, that's that's the reality of talking to yourself, talking to a computer screen, talking inside of a room empty by yourself, um, and and trying to compose your thoughts. Back on track. What I do and don't like about powerlifting is um, generally every swinging dick can do it. I don't mean every guy, but every girl too. It's just a term. Um, everybody can do it. Uh, generally, unless you have some kind of severe movement impediment that you're going to be able to squat, you're going to be able to bench press, and you're going to be able to deadlift. That is not the case with a snatch and a clean and jerk. Um, so, and, and most everybody who goes to a gym do, does, well, they definitely bench because, bro, I need a big chest, right? I need pecs. But <laughs> they also squat. They also do some deadlift, too. The average person is going to do, the average gym goer is going to probably do a little bit of that. Maybe not so much average gym goer, but some gym goers. And, uh, you know, you'll see a very, uh, uh, such larger proportion of the gym goer population or the gen pop, general population of it are going to, they're going to be, they're going to be, uh, more equipped to the verbiage of the squat bench and deadlift. Um, <clears throat> but because it's acceptable, uh, accessible to everybody being great at it, boy, it's challenging to even talk. It's challenging to even really challenging to even say much about it because kind of if you were to win at a powerlifting meet it's more impressive so like if you're at a if you're at a local if you're at a local meet if you're at a local powerlifting meet in your region let's just say you have a powerlifting meet in Brattleboro Vermont and you win okay I consider that to be a little bit more impressive than if you're at a local weightlifting meet in Brattleboro and you won simply because of the fact that you're dealing with a larger sample size. So you're having, it's, it's almost like saying that, hey, I'm the best shot putter in the United States. That's much more impressive than saying, hey, I'm the best shot putter in New England. I mean, it's much more impressive simply because you're dealing with a larger sample size. And I'm not even making a, that might even be a relatively decent proportion kind of example right there. The difference in numbers between powerlifters and weightlifters. Um, you just have more power lifters. So, so the competition is, is, is there in power lifting. Generally, it doesn't matter even if you live in a rural, rural neck of the woods. There's still going to be some folks around you that are better than you. Um, in weightlifting, there's going to be some folks around you who are better than you too. But on average, they're not going to be as close to you. On average, you're going to have a harder time kind of getting together with them and sharing ideas or sharing kind of, you know, uh, training tips and hints or whatever and, and techniques and, and helping and coaching and stuff like that. And, you know, so what's interesting is I don't find which sport do I like better, personally, uh, weightlifting or powerlifting. I'm going to be a pussy and say I like them both equally. I can't say for sure which one I like better. 
But as far as importance to become proficient in, to have the ability to transfer that proficiency into a potential life-saving scenario or in the real world or anything like that, is that <clears throat> powerlifting is, far, is better suited for that. Now, you could take it a step further and say, well, which ones, which strength sport is the most relevant to the real world? And I would say strongman. Because we're not talking about a perfectly balanced barbell with a nice, you know, thin bar and nice knurling and, and everything like that. We're talking about odd objects. Some of them not even, you know, symmetrically kind of um, weight distributed or, um, or, you know, not nice and... Um, clean and stuff like that. Um, you know, Strongman's kind of taken, kind of taken the barbell world, uh, you know, uh, squat, bench, and deadlift, and clean, jerk, snatch, and everything else associated in the gym, and helps bridge that gap between the real world and the, uh, well, the gym world and the real world, because you're actually applying these strengths in, in, in things that can more similarly, um, more similarly look like what you would do in the real world. Farmer's handles, picking some heavy shit up in each hand, walking with it is very functional. Nearly as functional as something you can get. Pick something up like a deadlift, except you're standing, like you're grabbing something with each hand. It's pretty functional and walk with it. So move a large load a long distance quickly. A yoke Really cool. I like it a little bit more than the farmer's handle. It's not quite as functional, I don't think. It's functional in building strength, but not like real-world-esque, because how often are you actually going to carry a huge load on your back, with the exception of maybe you like quarter a, an elk and, 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 and hump it out of the woods of Iowa or wherever the fuck you're, you're hunting, um, or moose or, or, or whatever. But, yeah, so... As far as applicability to the real world, um, weightlifting and powerlifting, definitely powerlifting, but that's only because we didn't include strongman. But powerlifting is going to help strongman more than weightlifting will. <clears throat> so we could just, we could say that as well. So, okay, I could say, I could give, um, if I have 10 points to give, and I had to divide the 10 points up into, into either weightlifting or powerlifting as far as like what somebody should do, I'd say six points to powerlifting, four points to weightlifting like I've kind of reiterated to before um, and and the thing that weightlifting does have for it more so than powerlifting is it's going to build mobility it's going to build uh, a little bit more speed under the bar because it's imperative that you be extremely fast not imperative in powerlifting you can be slow and they are under max loads um, you are going to increase your, your stability and balance. That's inherent because, well, when you catch a snatch, you're going to be, you, you have to pull it back into your frontal plane. You have to pull the bar from, you know, in front of your frontal plane back into your frontal plane and catch it overhead. And, you know, that's going to, that's going to require a lot of stability because that bar is so far out away from your, so far away from your hips, so far away from your fulcrum of the, the main fulcrum of your body being your hips and your hip extension um, you know hip flexion too you come back down and the farther away it is the more unstable it is so you catch a snatch can be incredibly challenging so a snatch you, you have a certain amount of weight and even the jerk you're going to go overhead with as well except it's going to be even more weight 
you're going to catch it in a little more stable position simply because you're split instead of just in a, in a, in a landing position of a you know, squat position and stuff like that. But that's kind of what I, that's kind of long and the short, the long and the short of it. Um, <coughs> you know, everybody should do um, more powerlifting. Um, nutrition and diet. Um, nutrition and diet. Now, can we just, I'd like to just kind of say we need to completely eradicate the word diet. Because I think it has so much negative connotation into it. Um, diet kind of sounds like to me, so we say, hey, bro, I'm on a diet. It's like, it's, it's a temporary thing. Um, and something they're just going to kind of um, stumble upon and relapse in whatever the shitty eating habits they, eating habits they have been um, implementing before. Um and you know, as far as nutrition, CrossFit, because uh, I'm a CrossFit coach, I'll go ahead and state the um, kind of reverberated lingo that we eat um, meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. Um, following that guideline, uh, we can help build um, musculature and, and, and uh, everything that... You know, everything like that to help build a healthy and sound body. And it will essentially, in, in amounts, that will help starve fat. Uh, so you don't want to obviously build build storage on your body in, in, the, in the form of adipose tissue. 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 Adipose tissue. I'm not funny on this thing. I'm not funny on this podcast thing. And that's what we're missing, because that's why we need a fucking co-host. So I can actually start to spit a little funny stuff once in a while because it's not happening and I feel out of fucking line right now. I'll just tell you, uh, I can't, I can't hold it together any longer. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know how to be funny. I don't know a joke. Uh, I do know a joke, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to piss anybody off. I'll leave pissing people off on this podcast or on this uh, vlog or whatever we have on Facebook. I'll leave that for later on down the road once I actually get a little bit of a, you know, once I get a little bit of experience under my belt. But, you know, nu nutrition is important. Eating habits, uh, proper eating habits are great. Try to not use the word diet because diet kind of seems flimsy. Seems like you, you, you don't, you're not committed to anything. Try not to use try not to use that term. I know it's one of those things like try to leave out the word core and leave out the word cardio and leave those things at the door. You know, you should leave those things at the door. You should. But we have um we have uh, you know um I had a uh, I had a athlete of mine talk about talk about hey um I asked him what you know, what, how he eats, like what his eating habits are, what his nutrition is. And he says, oh, you know, it's great. It's good. I said, that's great. I told him that you're eating clean and stuff like that. He said, yeah, I eat the same thing pretty much all the time. And then I said, okay, hold on, I'm going to pump the brakes on you right there. I'm going to pump the brakes on you right there. Jack. His name isn't Jack. I just call him Jack. I'm going to call him Jack right now. I said, let me pump the brakes on you right there. If you're not 
You're eating the same thing all the time. What's interesting is no matter how perfect you think it is, it's not perfect. There's some things that you're leaving out. There's some things that you're leaving out in as far as um, maybe macronutrients, but most certainly micronutrients, meaning like the um, the vitamins and minerals and, and, and things to that effect. Now, imagine if you were leaving out trace amounts of micronutrients not just for a meal or two or a day, but all of the fucking time. <clears throat> now that's not that's gonna leave a big hole in your in your um you know in your overall nutrition and your what you're ingesting. Now <clears throat> I recommended to him that he ought to think about trying to I know constantly vary CrossFit, but it's real, right? So, like, you do want to be constantly varied, not just in your exercise and not just in your in your fitness and your movements, but also uh, be constantly vary the amount or the um, the degree or the variety of your meat and vegetables. Um, so you don't want to be missing. So if you do miss out on a micronutrient or a macronutrient or something like that, to a to a varying degree, maybe to a small amount, on one day or for one meal. That next time, next day, next time you eat, you know, instead of having a bunch of green leafy vegetables with some carrots, now the next meal you're going to kind of Im employ like more darker, like, you know, beets or something like that, or you have some kind of, so all of these colors and textures and, and tastes, whether they be bitter or a little bit sweet or a little bit this, a little bit that, they have the, the, the chemical composition of that is different. The, the breakdown of the vitamins and mineral structures are different. They're going to give you different benefiting things. Now, no matter how clean you eat in a meal, it's probably not perfectly well balanced. So that's what I mean. Have Let your plate, or especially like the vegetables on your plate, let them be a, like a wide variety of colors. That would be great. Obviously, you just think of green as being better and you don't need anything other than green. Well, that's a mistake. That's a mistake right there. You definitely do want some uh, varying colors in there. Um, both for whatever, like, so orange would be, like, a lot of keratin, like, a lot of vitamin A and, and stuff like that. You don't want to be deficient in anything. Um, <clears throat> but that's kind of, like, my gist about that, is that you do want to vary it as much as you can. So you have, you have fish three times a week. You have beef two times a week. You have chicken four times a week. And, you know, fill it in with you know, once or twice with some pork or something like that as far as meat is concerned. And that's going to give you a nice kind of nice variety of, of meats that you, can, that you can have a different amino acid structure. And you say, okay, so now I got all these amino acids, all, got all these, all these uh, protein chains and stuff like that, all the varying degrees. Now I got my bases covered. Now you don't have to do the same thing with vegetables. You do the same thing with fruit and stuff like that. So that's cool. That's cool. Okay. Now he understood. He internalized what I had said. He realized that that's that's a terrific idea. And he's like, "Wow, man, I gotta I gotta start thinking about that." And he's like, "Yeah." So, um, so hopefully that hopefully that rang true with him. And he knows who he is. Um, the one that I'm, the one that I'm talking about. But I don't really need to mention any names. I'm only gonna mention the names of people who um, people who are like whatever guests here. You know, eventually it'd be cool to kind of like build this thing up and really uh, learn how to spit 
the lingo and learn how to converse about these things. Um, <clears throat> there's also talk about um, oh, <laughs> CrossFit versus powerlifting, um, which was a question brought up. I mean, I said I was going to do I kind of mentioned on my Facebook that I was going to do a difference between weightlifting and powerlifting for the layman. Um, and somebody come and there was an individual that commented CrossFit versus powerlifting. And I, the thing about that is there, those aren't, those are not mutually exclusive. CrossFit and powerlifting because you do powerlift in CrossFit. And a good CrossFit coach is going to be well versed in powerlifting. So they're going to be able to help you out. They're going to be able to help you out with that. Uh, so, <clears throat> Notice I said good, not great, coach. Uh, you know, but you know um, there are some contrasting elements with the way that CrossFit coaches the deadlift. And I'm glad she actually brought this up because I wasn't even going to bring this up, and I and I had forgot because we did mention this in the L2 when we were talking about the deadlift setup. Now in the deadlift setup, if you can set up in a deadlift with the just the PVC pipe. If you to simulate a deadlift setup position, and you can stay balanced, no weight on the bar, eight ounces, then you're not set up to pull a deadlift. And what that means is that generally you'd want to make sure that your shoulders are not in front of the bar, like you hear CrossFit coaches saying, or CrossFit kind of, you know, the higher-ups, the seminar staff, stuff like that, saying that you need to have your shoulders in front of the bar. That is not true. You want to have your shoulders stacked over the bar. You want to be slightly, you want your midline to be slightly behind the bar so that you're wedging off the ground. And any, anybody who knows any fucking thing about powerlifting is going to say the same thing. You want to wedge under the bar and essentially be moving weight before you're even moving it. So what that would look like is if I was setting up on the bar and I was to kind of like sit down into the sit down and like partially squat into the bar and have the bar not move. Let's say I had 135 pounds on the bar. I'm not wedged under it very well. And the bar's not going to move. That's not set up in the right position. I always train my athletes and coach my athletes to be set up in a deadlift. So whereas if you were to let go of the bar, that you would fall back. And you know if you're in that position, at least, we know that you're trying to wedge under the bar, maybe too much so. But um, at least you're trying to do it. Now, CrossFit doesn't teach people to do that. And they they told me, or one of the coaches, I'm not going to mention her name, but she told me that it has... We do it because it more emulates the clean and it has more transferability to weightlifting. They didn't like that at all because you wouldn't want to necessarily have what works best for weightlifting. I don't care because we are powerlifting, right? It's a powerlifting movement. You should use powerlifting to get better at powerlifting to get better at fitness, not powerlifting to get better at weightlifting to get better at fitness. I mean, they're, they're both great and um, stuff like that. So, I mean, hopefully I kind of, I know I kind of beat that thing to death here a few minutes ago. And um, I don't know, I may have left some things out, but hopefully I didn't. <clears throat> and I did shoot out some, uh, shoot out some, put some questions and stuff like that and, and ask some people if they wanted to, if they, if they had any questions that I could answer them. 
and that I would answer them. And uh, the only kind of thing that I got here was was the difference between, um, or how would you describe the difference between CrossFit and powerlifting? And there really is no uh, definitive difference, but that's that. That's that. That's my little rant. That's my little rant for the night. Uh, so I gotta, I gotta get upstairs and make some more beef jerky. Um, make some more beef jerky. Some infamous beef jerky for for everybody for the holidays because it is festivus today. It is December twenty third. It's, it's Friday. Uh, Friday, December twenty third. 2016. I don't know when you're listening to this. I don't know if it's the year 2027. And you're listening to this because you might be. You might be, you know, after the bombs go off and and things like that. And you might be rummaging through some kind of underground bunker that has all podcasts, you know, catalog and stuff like that as far as like what happened in the year 2016, right before the bombs went off. Well, now you know. Um... Anyway, I got my glasses off for this so I couldn't read the screen. So if you, sat, if you had a question, which I know you didn't because I actually sat for it and shipped, sifted through it, I didn't really have anything to say, which is fine. Um, maybe nobody knew what to say. That's fine, too. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I, I'm kind of like actively uh, searching and looking for help to try to get this um, thing a little bit more on the move and a little bit better off. I'm also looking for a spot to bring a gym to. Uh, bring my um, home gym to a legitimate location. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can we can think about some kind of reasonable facility for that in the near future. That would be great. And, uh, yeah. So, I feel like I'm missing something. You ever feel that? Like you're missing, like you're forgetting something. You're forgetting the whole reason why you show. Now I know that that's not the. I know I. I know I covered the whole reason why I'm here and why I'm talking was because of the. Um, was because of the L two trainer course, and I just wanted to recap on that. And there's probably some things that I left out. There was a pretty good joke, a little pretty good story that I left out, and I'm gonna get into that in the future. Um, so hopefully you guys stay tuned to that. If you want to do me a favor. And leave me a five-star review on iTunes, even if you didn't think it was a five-star. Um, even if you don't think this whole thing is a five-star endeavor, just leave me a five-star review anyway and be a nice guy or girl. Um, comment, subscribe, download, share, email to your homies. But really... This thing is a social experiment. It's more of a cathartic endeavor for me anyway um, than it is for you. So just keep that in mind. Um, <clears throat> hopefully you found some, some type of something in this that you can take home. Or if you're at home, whatever. But like, you know, this isn't necessarily taking time out of your day to listen to this. This is likely maybe you are you know, doing something or you're, you're, you know, I was going to say mowing the lawn, but not now because it's December. Um, but if you, you know, you're driving in the car, you don't know what to do. You're kind of, you know, you're kind of caught in a funk and stuff like that. You don't know what to listen to for music or whatever. Um, 
And if you are looking for music, my music selection of of the week is this lady Mapei M A P E I a song Don't Wait off of her album Hey Hey. I've been listening to song nonstop, people. Please do yourself a favor. If you're susceptible to like really catchy songs, you don't want to get involved in that, don't listen to it. But if you want to listen to some good music, listen to that song. That's my suggestion to you. My other suggestion is go watch Rogue One because that's a tremendous film. Arrival was great, too. Um, and I also watched Allied. That was good, too. I haven't seen a bad movie in a while. Um, go, go do all those things. Um, listen to Carney Hunter Empire Podcast good buddy of mine from high school. He's a great guy. He's got a really in- interesting and, um, and fun perspective on things. I'd just like you guys to pop over there and, and, and listen and, um, you know, embark on that kind of journey. Cause he's a, he's a great dude. Um, and help support that podcast too. If we're all kind of, you know, moving around and helping you, helping me, helping this guy, we're helping this guy over here. He's a good dude. I'm going to help him. And more than just like, You know, I believe in, you know, your dollar as being a vote. And, you know, you vote more than four times a year. You know, once every four years, you vote every time you spend a dollar um, or spend whatever cents. Anytime you buy something, you're voting for something. Now, in this situation, you don't even have to buy it because it's free. So if you guys want to pop over there and give him a shout out, I'm giving him a shout out. But if you want to go over there and and see what's going on with him, that'd be much appreciated. Um... He's kind of the reason why I thought to myself, hey, I, you know, you know, he's a cool guy. He's doing a podcast. Maybe I can just ask him how he does it and see what's going on. Maybe I can just kind of get out and do a little self-therapy and talk to a camera and talk to the MacBook, talk to, talk to GarageBand and see if I can get some things going on and get some ideas flowing. And But this is going to be a great opportunity for me. I mean, for you rather, because I'm super accessible. I'm just a just a click away. If you want to send me a <clears throat> send me a message and have some questions, or have some content that you want to provide, or anything like that, or be a guest or whatever. You know, shoot me a line, and I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna square you away. And like, if I can't, that's great. That's great because if I can't, that means we can take this, take that thing that you asked or that you said or comment or whatever. We're gonna take that. And then we're going to investigate it. We're going to fiddle with it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it with some people that I know. They're going to talk about it with some people that I know. Then we're going to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And then we're going to come up with an opinion. Let's just spew some dumb shit. I might spew some dumb shit, but I'm, I'm all, I also have it cataloged in the back of my head and will realize and kind of decipher things over because I'm super neurotic about shit. And I, and I think about it. I obsess over things all the time, particularly things that I don't know. And try to get to the, bo- try to get to the bottom of this curl of my mustache coming up. This side always fucks with me, ladies and gentlemen. This side's always... I have one side that kind of that curls okay, and the other side doesn't, and it makes it look, oh, so fucked up. Because I'm always doing one side, and I'm not doing the other. So it's all messed up, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We're figuring it out. We're making strides towards virtuosity. What can I say? I'm drinking good coffee. I'm sitting down here in a warm man cave. Uh, that That's going to be... Renovated into a podcast studio. Let's see it happen. Let's see you guys support that to happen, and that would be tremendous for 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 you and for I, for me, for me. 
Keep on doing what you're doing. You got any questions on training? You got any questions on powerlifting or CrossFit or funny stuff? If you got, you got any cool things that you want to say or mention or ask or anything like that, let me know. I'll get back to you. If I don't, that means I'm thinking about it. Or it's a dumb question and I'm not going to get back to you. But it's probably not going to be a dumb question because if you're asking it, probably somebody else out there is thinking it and they just don't haven't asked it yet. I did notice that a lot uh, recently, as, only as an adult. But I think this is a good time to end this podcast. And this is brought to you by Me, Myself, and I. Me, Myself, and I is a, is a, is a local nonprofit organization. Um, <clears throat> that is to say me. Um, I'd like to profit, but I don't. I like on on like I run a deficit a little bit in my life. Like I get, like I get money from the tax return, and then I kind of like kind of like bleed it out all year. <laughs> so I run a little bit of a deficit all year long, uh, but just like enough. I try to have it so at the beginning of the year here, and then by the end of the year, and then hopefully there's a little bit left in the savings, and then I take that and be like, okay roll this over here and then we're going to get the tax return back and this and if you're missing what I'm talking about you're going to notice I'm going to get this video saved and put it on my Facebook put it on my personal Facebook Ian Curry I'm going to get some of this singularity beef jerky out to you ladies and gentlemen soon I'm making a shitload of it I'm so fired up because this caffeine is kicking in it took so damn long but but that's okay because we're all good not a good combination. Coffee first, and then because this is warm, it's not really warm anymore, but it's kind of like room temperature. And then I'll finish with the cold uh, white monster. And if you don't know white monster, you better try some because it's good, good shit. Now I'm just being obnoxious. It's been real. It's been real good. It's been real cathartic. It's been really cathartic. That's the name of the game. And that's where I'm going to end at. Catharsis. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that is, and so do I. Finish on the finish on the Facebook, and finish on the, the Garage Band. <laughs>